Mini episode 1165 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to FDH Lounge mini episode 1165 and our review of Yellowstone season 2. I'm FDH managing partner Rick Morris here with our top five points of interest from a most interesting season. Number five, Jimmy's story served as a kind of proxy backstory for everyone in the bunkhouse. If you were wondering about what inspired the tight-knit culture among the cowboys, the dedication to each other on the ranch despite the squabbles that pop up, we got to see the story in real time of one cowboy shorn of his last remaining family, rescued and avenged by his bunkmates. In season one, the Yellowstone brand burned into the made men seemed sinister, and it probably still is in some ways, but last season we got to see the flip side of intense loyalty to an adopted family. Number four, the magnetic pull of actual family on this show does have its downsides, however, as Monica and Jamie learned. Despite feeling far more loyalty to her Native American identity than the heritage of her in-laws, and her full awareness that Case is trouble, Monica reconciled with her ex, apparently due simply to intense sexual attraction and the longing of their son for the family to be repaired. Then, almost immediately, their son was kidnapped, the ultimate pawn in the war with the Beck brothers. Monica's immediate reaction was to focus on getting her son back and vengeance for those responsible. But you have to think in Season 3 that her doubts about Case and his family will resurface, particularly if their son suffers lingering trauma, as is likely. As for Jamie, his spineless abandonment of his candidacy and surrender to his father's will directly resulted in the death of a young journalist. This literal blood on his hands was one of the most tangible consequences yet of John Dutton's My Way or the Highway ethos. Number 3. Coming out of nowhere after Season 1, the Beck brothers were an existential threat to all involved. Some of their enemies did not survive, including Dan Jenkins, who was unfortunately portrayed as a hapless businessman throughout his stint and thus was heinously underutilized. This war was bloody and violent and even led to an unlikely short-term alliance between John Jenkins and Thomas Rainwater. With John and Rainwater now having dispatched their common foe, their divergent interests will likely have them back at odds in Season 3. Number 2. The hostilities between Beth and Jamie, mostly one-sided, escalated through Season 2 with no resolution. The reason for Beth's searing hatred for her brother remains the show's biggest mystery and even appears to have Jamie baffled. Jamie remained a preoccupation for her even in the midst of her vicious battles with the Beck boys and their thugs, and her unexpected moves towards an actual relationship with Rip. On a program that makes liberal use of flashbacks, it was jarring to be left in the dark about the origins of the feud. Clearly, this dynamic has to be addressed, and the guess is that Season 3 will reveal the backstory and where we go from here. Number 1. Superior character development lifted Yellowstone in Season 2 from a show trying too hard to be a prestige drama to one that actually was one. 
Various reviews of the first season seem to peg it as a bastard stepchild of the Godfather and Sons of Anarchy. In a positive sense, you could compare the outstanding use of the great Western cinematography to Breaking Bad. But stunt casting Kevin Costner as more or less a stock bad guy going up against other bad guys does not a prestige drama make. Season 2 added more introspection, a tiny dash of redemption here and there, and at least intrigue to the portrayal of the lead character and more nuanced views of everyone in and around the Dutton family, even as their external dangers mounted. John putting the future of Yellowstone in Rip's hands was a key part of the character development. Season 3 needs to keep moving in this direction, making the characters even more interesting, and if they do, they will probably find that the breakthrough rating success of the second season will be just the start of something even bigger, a true, lasting tentpole for the Paramount Network. Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge. As we bring the show to a close, we would like to extend our deepest gratitude to NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, All Clear Channel Affiliates, TNT, TBS, USA, UPN, Deadspin.com, YouTube.com, YTMND.com, MySpace.com, various blogs, Fox News, CNN, CNBC, MSNBC, IamBoard.com, Billboard.com, Google.com, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPN Classic, NBA TV, NFL Network, Sports Time Ohio. Athlon Magazine, Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, The Boomerang Channel, QVC, BET, The Spice Channel, Steno Notebooks, Manwich, Papermate Office Supplies, Waitresses, Strippers, Bartenders, Garbage Men, Janitors, Microwave Popcorn, The Writers of The Office, Scrubs, Entourage, My Name is Earl, Oz, Metalocalypse and the Boondocks, Aquafina, and The Periodic Table of Elements. 